The Wrestling Nerds Radio Network presents... Take a seat and buckle up, folks, because Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn are here to violate your ear holes with more indie wrestling, pop culture, and pee-pee humor than you could possibly mentally or emotionally prepare for. You're here for reviews, interviews, nonsense, and more nonsense. It's the IndieCast! Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen, Shelly Allen in a... Uh... A carpool podcastioke episode. Uh, we what was that? So it's like carpool karaoke, but not really because we're recording a podcast and not just singing songs. Thank the goodness, no one wants to hear that. I have a I have a voice like an angel. How dare you? You do. So, however, I'm, <laughs> I'm being honest here. This is one of those self reflective moments that I sound like a dying cat. <laughs> so no one wants no. to hear that. Uh, but we are in the car. Uh, we are driving, and we're stealing Zach and Luna's gimmick by recording in the car. Uh, I, I don't know if they wanted us to spill the secret, but okay. I don't care. But we are uh, uh, we are on the way back from uh, ACW Proving Ground, uh, which happened on uh, this past Wednesday night is when we're recording this. Uh, and this was actually a very this is a very special episode of ACW Proving Aww. Ground. Uh, with uh, this was uh, ACW Proving Ground evolves. Uh, so it was kind of like a big super show for them. They had uh, Anthony Henry here uh, defending his FIP championship. Uh, and we had Sugar Dunkerton here uh, as kind of a special uh, international star guest. Yes. So very cool that both of them were here. Uh, we're going to break down the show, make fun of uh, things that we well, things that happened. Make fun of things that happened. Uh, make fun of the crowd, stuff like that. So Maybe even the announcing. Yeah, uh, yeah well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so, honey, since uh, I am obviously paying attention to the road, you have the list of the matches there, so okay. why don't you tell us what match we started with? Well, we started off with a really exciting crowd uh, involvement kind of match. Right. It was Sage Scott versus Bobby Flacco. Sage Scott from the uh, the Midnight Tribe, leader of That's the Midnight right. Tribe. A1, A1, as they say. Mr. A1. That's right. Uh, he is both a wonderful wrestler and a delicious steak sauce. <laughs> uh, and then Bobby Flacco, uh, who I'll be honest, I've never, I hadn't seen before. Um, okay. This is the first time sure. I've gotten to see uh, Bobby Flacco. Uh, very colorful. Uh, he was. Very tie-dye, a uh, bit of a tie-dye-ish green type to, to go with. I thought he had a, you know, stoner slacker, <laughs> stoner. like was, skater look going there you on. Go. Okay, I, yeah. like, I like the description, I agree with that. So rocking, rocking it out. Uh, I was pretty impressed by the match. I alone, apparently, am rooting for Sage Scott. Well, I guess I'm the only one also with the Midnight Tribe. I don't yes. know. Like, you do, you do have a thing for the uh, for the Black Panthery type of gimmick that they were going with. There I do, one, I do. So. I have to say, or I guess it was really more like Killmonger. I guess he would be really more like kind Killmonger. of like a Killmonger, Very Killmonger. Yeah, but that's okay. So, but it was a good match. I like Sage Scott's ear. I I wasn't sure how you felt about it. Um, uh, it was okay. It, see, the the thing is, when you when you the, the second you put on like the kind of bulletproofy vest looking type of thing. I didn't I thought it was a little Roman Reigns esque. I wasn't uh, I wasn't super big on it, so I'm glad he didn't wrestle in it. Right. But yeah, I uh, uh, but there's always a lot of comparisons right there. Like Pilo Brown used to do it. Obviously Roman Reigns wears it. Um, I even I think I compared it to uh, a, a former guest of the Indicast Saeed Al Sabah so, yep. wrestles in something similar. Um, so yeah, I'm glad he, you know, it's good that he came out in it. 
It's kind of the militant black guy 101. Right. Look, yeah, so I guess know. I just wish, I don't know what else he could come out with that would still make that a thing. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for the Killmonger mask soon. I don't, just go, I, you know, if I you're going to pull the reference, just go go just wholeheartedly go with get it. The, go get yeah. the whole, like, African like, Go get the whole mask. African tribal yeah. mask and, and do the thing up. I thought they had a good match. It was well-paced. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I thought it, it I thought it started off the show really well. Yeah. Flacco um, uh, ended up uh, winning. He did. So, um uh, but like I said, yeah, great, great back and forth match, great opener, good choice to, to start the show. Definitely got the crowd right into it. Um, so yeah. uh, and then we quickly went into a uh, ACW women's match, a three-way match with um, Lexi Gomez, uh, Unbreakable Lexi Gomez, that's from, right, uh, from the Raptor. Yep. And Allie Rex, who definitely came with a uh, a fan club. Holy cow! She had a large contingent of the crowd with her. Right. And then Avery Taylor, who was the champion. Yep. Um, and uh, I have to say, I thought the women's match started a little slow. Mm-hmm. They were kind of working it around. Uh, they didn't have a lot of heat to start out with. I, I wasn't really sure who the bad guy, who the good guy was. You know what I mean? Right. I didn't know who to explain to little children was the heel and face. I didn't know right. what to do. Um, but soon they, they kind of found their rhythm and then the match yeah. really got going. I think if you wanted to describe it, Lexi Gomez from the Rapture was, was probably definitely the, the bad guy of, of the group. Okay. Uh, Allie Rex was definitely your good guy because the audience is I mean, they're all that way no matter good what. gracious. And, um, uh, and then I would say that Avery Taylor probably fell somewhere right in the middle of the two of them. Mostly because the, the especially the, um, the people that were there for Allie Rex uh, were having fun calling uh, Avery Taylor a like a knockoff version of uh, of um, Allie Rex because they both have a very like very similarish look, right? Very rocks, you know. I'm a rocker chick kind of kind of look. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, like I said, I thought the match was great. That's the first time I've um, a lot of people I'm getting to see for the first time here. Very true. Um, first time I've gotten to see Allie Rex. I know she wrestles a lot for Shine, so she that's does. definitely a good place for, uh, to to kind of bring her over from. I thought they all put on a great match. I was actually, you know, I most was most impressed with this one was uh, I thought this was the best outing I've ever seen Lexi Gomez have. I was going to say um, the same thing. I thought Lexi really got to show off some of her great wrestling moves, but along with that, a real great uh, presence in the sure. ring. I thought she had great ring awareness, and, um, you know, her attacks were really well, yeah. like, planned to the to the three-woman um, format, so yeah. I thought that was really cool. And Lexi Gomez, I also realized as I was watching the match, uh, if I met her in high school, I would have totally tried to date her. She is, oh, man, she would have turned you down hard. But, oh, I'm sure of that. I but, mean, man, she's so your type. From there. Yeah, she's... She's definitely my type, but yeah, definitely would. Yeah, definitely would shot me down like. A, I mean, it would have shot me down like Lincoln. That's just... <laughs> but I mean, I, I get it. She's right in your real house. Yeah. Um, so the next match was kind of a, a question mark for us because Aaron Epic came out against yeah. Snoop Strikes. So yeah, um, and if you are a friend of the IndyCast, you kind of know that we 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 have a heart, uh, a, a small heart. You know, hands moment for Aaron Epic and for Snoop Strikes. Right. Like it was a tough one. We were we were kind of divided on who right. to cheer for. Epic, Epic and Snoop, both former guests. 
uh, both, I would say, fairly friendly with the show. Um, yeah, no, it was, di- that was difficult. And the funny part was, is usually like for most other crowds, like for the crowd, it, this wouldn't be much of a, a question. Aaron Epic is usually a douchebag. That's but a, he's usually and, a heel. And he'll tell he's you that he's usually a douchebag. He's a douche and he's, bag. A, he's okay with it. Um, and Snoop Strikes is usually uh, the beloved, you know, the right. beloved fan favorite. Like <laughs> the, the almost underdog looking, you know. Plucky uh, hero plucky there. Plucky hero, yeah. right. That's not the case anymore. <laughs> Um, it did not go over like that. Snoop, Snoop is definitely, thanks to his uh, affiliation now with the group OAO, uh, is definitely uh, on the audience's bad side, especially apparently after the previous week beating up one Stephen Frick, uh, who is really the plucky hero that the audience uh, loves right now. I um, felt like it was a little, it was a little too much. Right. Like they were, they were really salty. Right. Like, I don't know what he did to Frick, but he, right. he definitely, uh, he definitely won the. Like lost the heart of the fans yeah. there. So, uh, it was pretty funny. But there was this one guy. How did you describe him, Chad? He was in the audience. And um, I, I believe I called him a smarky douche nozzle. Yes. Um, uh, and he just could not help himself in having to yell like, at, at Aaron Epic. I, I was pretty impressed. And see, here's my here's my thing. Um, I don't necessarily have a problem that he was rooting against Aaron Epic. Again, yeah. Epic is normally a heel, um, so that part doesn't really surprise me. So I'm definitely sure there were people in the audience that were still wanting to root against Epic, even though he was kind of the de facto good guy. Um, which, by the way, really confused Aaron Epic. Right. Um, Epic he had no well. idea what to do with that one once the audience started cheering, because I, do, I don't, can't think of the last time he's been cheered by an audience. Right. And um, Snoop, too, was like, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> what are so, we but, um... Here's my thing. Dear dear wrestling fans as a whole, if you're going to show up there, and by the way, the thing that really pissed me off about this guy, well, let me get to that real quick, was I am pretty sure this guy is probably trained. Oh, I yeah, feel, he definitely had a, a wrestler-esque right. look to him. So, yeah. so here's the thing. I understand if you're a wrestler and you're out there and you're wanting to yell at the wrestler that's in the ring. So that's good form. Right, he's because creating a... Creating some buzz, right. getting the crowd moving. But when you're yelling smart insider terms, like I definitely heard jobber once or twice. He definitely um, used jobber a bunch of times. Right. Inaccurately. So right. I was really mad because not only was he using smart wrestling terms, right. but he was being a jerk about it. Right. So, so listen. If you're a wrestler, even if you're, first off, if you're a fan and you're going to come in there and just yell the smarky terms you think you've heard on the internet and stuff like that, don't show up. Yeah, I, we don't. I don't want you there. Just don't show up. From from all of us here at the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network, stay home. Uh, watch watch it. Watch your, it at home. Watch it with your friends. And yeah. You can make all your mystery science theater wrestling, you know, you know, wrestling three thousand references you you want in the comfort of your own home because I don't want you in. The, I don't want you in the, the arena I'm in. However, on top of that, if you're a professional wrestler, like you're a trained professional wrestler, people have paid to see you wrestle, or quite honestly, even if they haven't paid to see you wrestle, if you're in wrestling school even, and you go to a show and you don't just cheer and boo like every other fan to try to get the fans into doing, you know, what's, you know, kind of what would be requested for a wrestling show, which is to be, you know, cheer the good guys, boo the bad guys. And all you're doing is yelling out the smarky shit you've learned. 
you're twice the douchebag. Not only should you not show up to the wrestling show, you should pay your trainer. You should stop training right now. Stop training because you're just going to be a dick about it, and that's obnoxious and annoying. And I, I don't, again, I don't want you in the arena, and then I probably don't want to see you in the ring either. I was totally okay with him creating some heat. I think maybe this is because I'm, you know, Mama Allen or whatever. Right. But there was a plethora of children at this show. I mean, an unnatural get off her, like, amount of kids at right. this show. This audience did have... Holy this cow. This audience was, was a, a full-on, like... Uh, Barney episode full of kids. And it was like Paw Patrol Live was happening. <laughs> and every kid, the only parents know what I'm talking about. I bet you, Zach and Luna this have was, no idea what Paw Patrol this is. Was, this was definitely the Disney on Ice version. Holy cow, of. there were more children. And they were very young children. We're not talking oh about God, yeah. teenage kids. We're talking about like toddlers and stuff like that. Don't yell out obscenities with young children around. Right. Don't be that bag. Like, I don't want to have to explain to the little girl next to me why this dude is calling her dad a foul name. You know what I mean? Right. But, but we had to sit there and do that. So, hey, take one less year, calm yourself down. Right. Watch the wrestling. But we were very divided. We didn't know who to root for either. Right. I get it. Uh, Snoop, Snoop came away with the win. I was excited. He cheated, thanks to, uh, once again, thanks to OAO. The cheating, cheating schmeating, whatever. <laughs> so, he so won. Obviously, uh, you know, a major friend of the indie cast and Wrestling Nerds Radio Network internet champion, uh, Hunter Law. Yeah. And uh, Troy Hollywood both came out, which uh, cost uh, Epic the match. Cost. Uh, so. Uh, questionable. <laughs> you could tell who Shelly was obviously rooting for I was in this clearly, match, ultimately. clearly rooting for one person. Right. So, so uh, the next match. Uh, which was the Florida Championship match, won Mr. Romeo Covado yep. versus Gabe Zilla. The mercenary pit bull. Mercenary pit bull. See, That's too much. hard to say. It is. Um, sometimes. You. Please don't. <laughs> dear, dear Romeo, if you're listening to the show, please don't kill us. Yeah. Uh, we'll just chat. He knows yeah. he's not going to hurt me. So. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, took on one Gabe, Gabe Zilla Lacey uh, in uh, probably the hottest fight of the night. Very true. Um, definitely uh, two really big guys. And it's probably one of the few times that Romeo Cavedo is not the, the bigger man in a match, by the way. Very true. Um, Generally, he is fighting a lot smaller guys. Though I have to say that Gabe, Gabezilla tends to be fighting more uh, similar-sized wrestlers that right. I have seen. So it was kind of it well, was kind of interesting. Gabezilla can't fight too many people that are similar size than him. He's like... Like six nine, yeah. So. <laughs> he was nervous. Um, this is one of the matches that I was gonna wait to talk about once we got on the show, right? Because yeah, because you did start to comment in the in the uh, in the Gulfview Event Center, and then you went, "Oh, hold on, I'm just gonna talk about it when we record." So, so I would grade this match a big uh, yawn. Okay. It was a little boring for me. Please. Dear Romeo Cavedo, please direct all hatred to one show. Oh, it I'm, it's about to get worse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry in advance. Uh, Romeo doesn't make me believe him. Really? Man. And I have... Okay. And I'm a lover of big guy wrestlers. Like, I'm, I'm a lover of, of Brian Cage-sized dudes. Okay. Brian Cage makes me believe. He's a big badass, and he's going to tear somebody up. But every time Romeo Cavedo comes out, 
I feel like I got sold a bag of nickels. Like, wow. I, it okay. just doesn't pan for me. So, no, what is it? Because I, I disagree with you because I, I do think Romeo Cavedo is one of the, I feel like in the Florida scene, is one of the legitimate, like, tough guys that are out there. And it, and there are guys, and it's, um, I think if you're going to go with, like, the top three that I can think of that are in the, in the independent scene here that, that mostly are in the Florida area, um, the guys that I think are immediately legitimately tough are, like, Romeo Cavedo. Uh, Sideshow uh, is okay. legitimately a tough guy. Um, obviously, uh, Eddie, Tor- uh, Eddie Torres, right. uh, the authority, is legitimately tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the guys, like, those three are, Romeo like, comes off to me so like John Travolta in Grease Tough. Like, I don't know how really? to explain it, but he comes off as, like, I'm not, man. I'm not a real badass tough. Like, wow. I, okay. if I saw him on the streets in L.A. or something, I wouldn't be as scared of him. Okay. I, I don't know. I, just I me. That okay. Well, that yeah, and you you obviously have the right to have your opinion. That, that I know Romeo Cavedo. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. I don't think he's a bad wrestler. I just feel like every like today when he came out and he was like super tough with the leather jacket, and I was just like, I feel like he should break into a grease supper. It was bad. I don't. I'm sorry. I did, I did say I was a little disappointed because Romeo Cavedo used to. I, I don't know if he's changed his look completely for his entrance. He used to come out in this like big set of like like light up football pads and this like predator mask and it was a, a really cool look but I do know lately that he has been uh, starting to team up with uh, Salazar uh-huh. uh, who came out with him today and uh, former guest of the uh, former guest of the Indicast Santeria Cortez um, so so that gentleman who I called John Davis Jr. is that is that the guy we're talking that is, about? that is Salazar yeah <laughs> who you call John Davis John Davis Jr. Um, I mean just look at him but uh, yes, they are, they uh, have been forming a group called La La, Revo- Ra- La Revolution. Please don't kill me for mispronouncing. Good gracious! I'm having a problem today. It's oh, late. It's way, it's way past my bedtime. It is. Um, but so, I, I, and I'm questioning if that wasn't ultimately the reason for the look change is because of the you know, okay the, the, the inclusion of the, the group. inclusion yeah. of the group now. And because I get it that. would look I... weird that if everybody else is coming out like we're like you know we're a badass Latin group, and then he comes out dressed like he's you know. Straight out of Alien vs. Predator, so yeah, I don't. It just it didn't get me. I I rooted yeah. for Gabe, you know. That's how I, I mean, ultimately, like I said, Gabe Zilla is you know one of my favorite guys on the on the Florida scene right now. But um, so I was definitely rooting for Gabe as well, and, and obviously, you know, uh, Romeo is was definitely the bad guy of the of the match. So that's what should have happened. Um, but yeah, no, I'm surpri- I'm surprised you're you're uh, you're not bought on Romeo. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, I, I feel the opposite on that one. That he is legitimately like one of the tougher guys out there. So, okay. But like I said, your your opinion is obviously valid for you. Uh, so right now is oh intermission. Yep, yeah, a little ten minute intermission. Um, <laughs> yes, Shelly's going to play intermission music for you. Sorry. Um, uh, and then when we came back from intermission, uh, everybody bought merch, bought drink, bought drinks. Um, Stuff like that. Beverages, beverages. Um, then we came back to the exciting Danny Vincent show. The Danny Vincent show is always exciting. I think we will reserve judgment on that. Uh, and his special guest, Sugar 
Dunkerton. International superstar Sugar Dunkerton. Who uh, won my heart immediately I with figured, his sexy dance moves. I figured he would. As yeah. he came into the ring. Now, have you seen Sugar before? Is this your first time seeing Sugar? I believe so. Okay. I have heard him a lot. I've seen some online stuff. Like, I've seen a match or two, I think, right. online. I knew what his look was, so I right. knew when he was coming out that he was, you know, exciting and I would like him. Right. And, you know. But, whoo, he won me over. Like, he was quick-witted with the audience as well as with Danny. And it was cool. I was on board. Yeah, I do believe, if I remember correctly, Sugar, I believe, came... Because I know he's, his first big break was in Chikara. I think he's out of Chikara Wrestle Factory, if I remember okay. correctly. So, And you can definitely see that influence um, with him. Um, but no, I, I love Sugar. I, um, I find it interesting that he, like, when he first started, it was almost like a... Like, I'm a, you know, a, a weird offshoot of the Harlem Globetrotters. Um, and now he's just, like, this weird, almost, like, I don't know, like, Jimi Hendrix kind of... Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Velveteen Dream. So okay. a little A little less sexual than I think right. Velveteen goes for. Um, but fun personality. Yeah. Really got the crowd moving. It was really exciting. He came in. It was really fun. He kept going with the music. Him and right. Danny were having that moment. He yeah. finally called out. I was so proud that someone finally said something about the uh, shirtless jacket look. Like, yes. stop it. Yeah. For those that, <laughs> for those that don't know Danny Vincent, let me briefly explain. <laughs> uh, Danny Vincent runs a show called the Danny Vincent Show, which is kind of like your Piper Piper's Pit type of type of situation. Uh huh. Um, and when Danny comes out, he definitely wears uh, slacks and a suit jacket, and that's really about it. And um, yeah, it's it's a little creepy looking. I won't lie. So I was I was glad someone finally called him out. Uh, though his line about wearing a you know jacket with with tights is kind of also true. Right. So I thought they had some good gumming back and forth, and That's then we right. got into a, a really ex- like fun match. Yes. So. Uh, that got to roll up really well, and, and I thought that was super cool. So And uh, very interesting for that match, Danny Vincent did win with help from Snoop Strikes. So right. we're kind of back to that, that OAO thing where I guess it looks like they are trying to recruit one Danny Vincent, um, which makes sense. So, a little disappointed. He's the combat champion. But. True. A little disappointed in that moment. I was like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Why, why would we go against Sugar? <laughs> so, uh, uh, it was cool, but, hmm, made you go home. A lot of people were like, what is he doing here? So I'm really excited to see where that goes. Well, and I can tell, and do you want to know a little of the backstory of that? Sure. Uh, the, um, three gentlemen from OAO, mm-hmm. well, actually, all, the three gentlemen from OAO, current, the current incarnation of OAO, and Danny Vincent, uh, are all graduated from the same wrestling class. Okay. They, they all started together, uh, and that's, I think, kind of where the friendship and the, the OAO uh, dynamic started, uh-huh. and now it looks like they're trying to incorporate that group back together into, into one group, so that's what, thusly why they're, and also because I think Danny Vincent has the, since he has the combat championship, I think they're ultimately just trying to collect all the belts, basically. Gotcha. So, okay. Uh, not sure if I'm on board with that pickup, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. 
So then we rolled into the ACW Tag Team Championship yep. match. Speaking of OAO. Speaking of them, um, it was indeed the champions OAO, Hunter Law, and Troy Hollywood versus Task Force, Mikey Spandex, and DMC. Yep. Um, and uh, right off the bat, the one thing I spent a lot of time for this match trying to figure out okay. is Task Force gear. I, I don't get it. So it doesn't. It doesn't really ring a bell with me. So, so it took me a long time to figure out that that red, black, and white was was camouflage. Right. Nothing in the world is red, black, and white. What are they camouflaging from? Like I was very confused. And then it has their names, I guess, down the side. Right. It was just very busy. It looked like a Hobby Lobby exploded all over their truck. Okay. I didn't think the trucks were that bad. You're, you're right. I don't know exactly what red camouflage is for. Actually, you might almost want to Google that. I would almost <laughs> know what well, is it? because it's it's definitely something I've seen. Now it could just be like I urban think it's just camouflage. It urban may not be camouflage. Yeah. But, I just but, think it's it's people having fun with camo. But I feel like there might be an action. There might be some sort of legitimate reason for why it's a thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you were so confused by their I gear, just, but but you definitely did spend just, a good chunk of the I match did. going. I don't get it. Why is it? What's the? Why is it camouflage? And why? And it's like, well, honey, it's camouflage. they're task force, so it's like the military type of thing. Uh, and then their names are on one side, so that's the, like the tag team thing. And then on the other pant leg was their own individual logos. For you know, Mikey Spandex has a logo that's very like. You know, that 70s show type of thing, and DMC's got the, like, black and white flag type of type of logo, so, I don't know, it, it made, it seemed fine to me, but you were, you were definitely, like, like, really seriously pondering this for a bit, I, so. I, and I'm still pondering it, I'm on, on the internet. So what is it, does it say exactly what the... No, I'm, no? I'm looking for it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm searching epically. Which usually means it doesn't match anything. <laughs> so, I mean, it tells me it tells me what kind of camouflage it is. It's okay. ridiculous. What kind of camouflage? It's saying it works in autumn foliage in red okay. rock deserts. Okay, well, no, that makes sense then. So, especially if you're dealing with like. Yeah, so I mean, if you're in like the Middle East and you're in a red rock type area, I can see where that would make sense. Okay, I mean, why they've picked it is a whole other story, but I mean, let's be for real. This is a very specific situation that you would be in. I'm in a very specific red rock, right. dark camo moment. Right. Well, look, or, I don't get it. Or autumn foliage. You <laughs> or, know, so, or autumn so foliage. In theory, in theory, if you needed to hide the pumpkin patch on, on, around Halloween time so. in anywhere but Florida, because the leaves don't change here. Right. The weather's just always. It's uh, so the seasons here for the most part are uh, hot, uh, hotter. Jesus Christ, why, whatever you're cooking, it's done, shut it off, uh, and then just hot again. That's the four seasons. Like, it is. It's hot, it's hot, and, like, it's hot, and then rainy hot, and then it's right. super moist hot. Like, right. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just always hot. Or what was it? it was, it's like, uh, like, hurricane season, love bug season. Yeah. Like, and there's, like, two others that I'm not thinking of right away, but it's like... Hot, moist, moist breath season. Right. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so, 
So I couldn't get Task Force whole situation with the camo, so I was very confused. They looked really good. I remember last time that I saw them wrestle, I thought they were kind of boring, but they picked it up this time. I felt like they had a lot more going on, maybe sure. because the feud with OAO was a little bit fiercer. Right. I think they had a lot of good back and forth. Yeah, the whole so, idea was that Snoop Strikes was banned from ringside at this one. Very because, true. Because the last time they fought OAO won, but some would say it was because of the interference of one Snoop Strikes. True. So, um, the coolest part of the match actually came at the end when our friend Zach Romero got threatened by OAM. Yeah, so it it looked like it looked like he was a little white lady. I I believe and he grabbed his purse yeah. and ran for cover. I believe a little poop came out. I'm yeah, sure. I think so. so. I think so. It was pretty hilarious to watch. Uh, there was no real explanation for this moment other than they were just like just all being, in his face. They're just being a bully. Yeah, just being bad guys. Uh, but it was great. They did indeed win the match. True. So, uh, I feel like this is a good start of a, of a tag team rivalry, and that they can move this storyline along a little bit more. It's really cool. So, um, and then, let's see, where did we go from there? We went to our main event of the night. Main event of the evening. The FIP title. Uh, the Aquabra, Cyrus Patton, with Jason Falcone at ringside. Yep. Uh, versus Anthony Henry. Yep. Cyrus Etienne and Jason Falcone uh, form the Golden Opportunity Tag Team normally. Okay. Uh, but Cyrus, so backstory for this one, honey, because I don't think I told you this. So they did a gauntlet at um, uh, an ACW show uh -huh. that uh, Cyrus won. And the idea was is that the winner of this gauntlet could challenge for uh, not just any ACW title, but any WWN title. So anywhere so, in the so company, anything in the WWN situation, oh boy. they could they could challenge for. And Cyrus got his pick. He ultimately decided he wanted to go for the FIP title, uh, which is held by one Anthony Henry. And uh, yeah, and that's and we finally got the uh, kind of the payoff of that uh, of that victory. And uh, Cyrus that team uh, got the living tar beaten out of him. So, I mean. It was slaps. It was uh, oh, it was chops, just a, kicks. chops, kicks. I mean, Anthony gave it to him. Yeah, I mean, just gave it to him, and he took every one of them. Right. And I mean, it was a hard-fought match. I, I have to say, Anthony Henry's back looks like a cheese grater went over it. I don't yeah. know what happened to him, uh, but he's a tough dude, and he really run, won my respect today. He was on it. He was a heely McKeel, and if everyone knows I root for heels, I'm, I'm all about the villains. Um, and yeah, I was all in it. Like, I'm the only one in the crowd cheering my butt off for him. He was just perfect tonight. But yeah, I'm, on the flip side of that, Cyrus was definitely like, the audience was a million percent, 99% behind him because you were the 1%. Because I'm the 1% that wasn't there. That wasn't yeah. cheering for him, but yeah, um, 
he took a beating, but the the whole and kind of I would say the, the quote unquote story of the match was that though he took a beating, he never truly like he could have laid down at any point and just been like he didn't gas out. He didn't, he didn't yeah, he lasted the whole match. He looked great. Uh, I thought it was a really cool match, and he really did earn the respect that he spoke about at the end of the match. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't know if the guys aren't giving him enough respect in the back. Might be because he has some sweet-looking mermaid pants on. <laughs> but I, I think it's just like, hey, he really brought it today. And Anthony gave him all he could handle, but... It was a good match. Yeah. I have to say, it was a great ending to the show. Definitely. Yeah. Great show, uh, all in all. Definitely one to look up. Uh, that usually goes up, by the way, uh, on uh, YouTube uh, for free, even. So, it's not like you have to pay for this one. It, it's going to be on YouTube. So uh, Watch it. Tell go, us what you think. Yeah, go look it up. Uh, definitely one to, uh, to review and see what you think of it. Um, any other thoughts on anything for the for the show? Overall, I'd like to see uh, less babies right. in the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, a little a little kid-heavy uh, today. It, it's very loud in this wrestling show. Yes. And I was just very concerned for all the babies who were just running them up. It's very loud. The, the crowd was very into it. Um, yes. Not enough chance, I think we right. it was, um, it, it figured was, out. I believe, what did I, what did I say at one point? That it's a very good audience, but a not very organized audience. Yeah, we, they were um, very loud, very boast, like, boastful, really, like, getting back, you know, back and forth with wrestlers, as we expected in an ACW show. But, uh, yeah, not really organized. You're right. It was kind of like, ah, just noise right. at some point. It was just constant white noise. Uh, yeah. People were, like, trying to talk and scream and stuff. But, yeah, nothing like, you know, I don't know. And I like the chant wrestling. I think you do. Cool. You do. Are, you are a chanter. I, I think it's from your ECW days. I'm sure it's from my ECW days. That you they really have, need a good, strong, like... Just hundreds of them in yeah. ECW back in the day. So I know. You miss your whiteboard, don't you? <laughs> uh, I never did the whiteboard. And so... Brief, okay, so explanation, because I don't know if I've ever told this story. For a Maryland Championship Wrestling, instead of bringing a sign, uh, myself and my brother, Michael, uh, came up with a great idea to go buy um, white marker whiteboards that we could write stuff on. Most people then, call them dry erase boards. But right, that. Okay. So, yeah. uh, and then we could obviously erase them to put something new on there. Uh, so that we didn't have to carry a bunch of signs, we could just make up signs. And then not only could not only could we have whatever sign we wanted at that point, but then like we're we're working more in the moment of the evening. You were smirking through a little, the match. It was a little sparky, yeah. And writing things that come to you, yeah. And then holding them up instead of yelling them out with, uh, with courage and balls. No, right? I would yell. Well, I mean, come on. I think it takes more courage to have it in writing. Cause, really? Because the the vote. The, the verbal portion portion of it will disappear after time, but the writing portion of it will. <laughs> it's on a dry erase board. It's it'll be gone soon too. <laughs> so overall, my my you know match you know moments, I felt like it was good energy. Everybody yeah. was really like all the wrestlers were really great. The crowd was really into it. Yeah, we just needed some more focus in right. our in our crowd like behavior. Very packed, a very packed crowd too. Probably very one, of the, packed. one of the busiest shows I've seen for at the Gulf View Event Super Center. Super true. So good for good for them on that one. To uh... and if we could get Sugar Dunkerson around more often, yeah. I'm, I'm game. 
So, dear Sugar Dunker, please come on the podcast. Yes. We would like to interview you. Totally. XOXO, Chad, Chad and Shelly. Heart IndyCast. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I think that's it. Did we have any more shit to get in? Um, fully Gimmicked is back. Uh, let's put that over. So, okay. FullyGimmicked.com, they were down for a little while. They are back up and running. Uh, I do believe there is, if you go to their social media, there might even be a, uh, a discount code hiding out there somewhere. Uh, they put up a whole bunch of really good new merch. I know that, uh, speaking of Aaron Epic, uh, I know he's got a new shirt up there. He does. Uh, I know, uh, uh, Catalina Perez has, uh, I believe a new shirt up there. Uh, uh, OAO's merch is, OAO's is up merch there. OAO's merch is there, yeah. Um, for uh, Troy Hollywood and Hunter Law. Uh, I'm waiting for the actual OAO shirt, the group shirt, because that's a... Uh, we got to give it time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, solidify the group. Uh, um, War Horse Jake Parnell has a bunch of really cool shirts. Jake Parnell right has now. some of the coolest shirts. So That is super but, true. So. But look for, look for those. So uh, look for that. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, make yeah. sure you subscribe. Uh for wherever you're totally, listening to this. Totally, however you get us. Follow our social media at IndyCast, I-N-D-Y-K-A-S-T. Follow Team Hammerfist. It's true. Uh, um, the same social medias. Uh, they're on all of them. And uh, maybe, uh, tease, spoiler alert, possibly more new shows on the way. Possibly new shows but, coming. Uh, Never know. When? I don't know. But yeah. uh, we're working on some stuff. So it's a good time to be a wrestling nerd. That's totally um, right. So... Well, all right, honey. Well, then, uh, I would say we are done here. So until next time, everybody, uh, I am always Coculus Maximus. I'm always booby fat. And until next time, as we always say, deuces. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndyCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out, to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers. You can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Streep. We are, we're touching wieners. We're touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Mom, save vagina.